Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Campus Counselors, where the world is your campus. And we are your counselors. It's Carly. And Marty, and we are here to tell you about um, ways that you can make your life maybe better. Maybe maybe the advice that we... we this is an advice podcast, where we give advice on how to do intros to podcasts. <laughs> uh, if that was the topic for today... I wouldn't have a lot to tell you. It is so hard. The beginning is always the hardest part, you guys, because... Trying to break the ice with with our thousands, our hundreds of thousands of listeners. Yes. um, Who we can't see. We're staring at a microphone. Right. In the middle of our living room. Just (laughs) trying to to bring the world sage wisdom. We are. In an effort to to, uh, get get you through this, this crazy little thing called life. Yep, and we never know how to start it because we've got we've literally got an agenda in front of us. And I would say that this week we've got some hashtag hot content. Would you say that? I would. I would say it's um hot off the presses. Like we have some postgrad problems to deal with. Oh, some good pros a good postgrad problem that I think is really valid. Um, and I have the best RA story that I have. Whoa, episode three. Pulling out the big guns. I truly am. And I, I debated when to give the best RA story that I've ever um, that I ever had and that I've ever experienced. Um, I debated when to uh, let it loose, let it fly, let it uh, get into your ears. But uh, De- delivering that hot story right into your ear holes is <laughs> happening. That's what we do here on iTunes.com. That's it not is. a website that you can go to. <laughs> it isn't? No, you, I don't think. I think it's Apple.com slash iTunes. Dang. Well, um, or, or your favorite podcast network. Yes, it's a good plug. It is a good plug. Let's let's get into it. I think we just got to dive me, into tell it. Tell me about. Tell me about. Okay, where this is the, the segment that we like to call dorm diaries. Yep. Carly, you're up this week, and you already. Uh, I I okay. I made it a, a pretty big build up, but that's because this story is like. Is it not the best story that I've had, Marty, that I've ever had? I mean, I feel like I haven't heard every single story that you have because every day was a new adventure on the floor. That's true. But you have heard this one. I've heard this story. It's... (laughs) How would you describe it in one word? Upsetting. (laughs) All right. So with that intro, I'm just going to dive into it. We're back on my floor, folks, in 2011? 2010? 2010. 2010. You're on my floor in 2010. What campus are we on? We don't know. What building are we in? Gosh. What, no way to know. What happened in 2010? What happened in 2010? Uh, um, Iron Man 2 came out? <laughs> yep. I don't even know if that's true, actually. <laughs> I, I would love to Google that later. Um, anyway, so setting the scene, we're on my floor. Um, my floor full of Derricks. Just just chock full of Derricks. And this is yet another Derrick story. Um, we're going to get another story in here about the ladies of our floors at some point. All the Derricks and Janes. Derricks and Janes. Yep. All those Derricks and Janes. But this is another story about about three of the goodest Derricks that I ever did know. Um, and I don't know how to describe the other Derrick. Um, but let's I'll dive into it. Okay. So, Marty, I don't know if you did this when you were an RA, but nine times out of ten... Um, when someone came to me with a problem I, with their roommate, I would say, well, have you talked to your roommate about it? Of course. Yeah. It's like the number one conflict resolution strategy when you are in a position of authority is to say, have you talked to the person first? That And, and sidebar, that's like good advice in general. Yep. Like just talk. If you have a problem with the person, talk to the person. Just talk to the person. Like, for example, I mean, and we're that's just going to. We're not even charging for we're, that one. Yep. Free, unqualified counseling here. Um, don't have to pay us a dime. So what occurred was 
there were not that many problems that people brought to me, A, that they had talked to their roommates about yet. So usually I like stopped the problem right then and there because they would be like, no, I haven't talked to my roommate. And then they'd go back. In this particular situation, though, folks, they gave me the problem and I said, all right, you need help. So I'm going to be very careful about how I phrase this problem because I am a lady. <laughs> there, I will say there's an explicit tag on this on this podcast. Do you think I can just say it? Let me see if I can dance around it well. Go for it. Okay. So three, all three Derricks came to my room. Remember, these are rooms of four. Three little Derricks walked down the hall. Three little Derricks knocked on my door. Three little Derricks said, we don't want this to happen anymore. I and hope I can. I know. Was I was trying. I, what if I rhyme through this whole thing? Really, guys, I'm just trying to avoid saying you, you what do it, it is. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Just go. They came to my room and they said, Carly, we have a problem with our roommate. He doesn't know when to have personal time. Okay. He doesn't know when to have personal sexual time. Per- sexual time by himself. Personal, personal. solo sexual time. Just a little... A little bit of... A lot of touching on himself. Just exploring. He's he's he, away from... He's away from his he's house. He's away from home. And he did not... I knew. found out this... Found this out later. Definitely an only child. Did not... Learning a lot. Learning a lot. Um, living in very close quarters with four roommates. So while he is engaging in his self-exploration of his own body, um, he did not know when it was appropriate. Oh. He didn't know that when you are having personal sexual time, it needs to be solitary time. Okay. Okay. How yep. how, how deep into the school year were we when this happened? When this came up? This is like was three this weeks. Right away? Okay. Three weeks in. Of course it was right away. It had to be right away because it started first of all. Kid got comfortable immediately, apparently. Okay. Regardless, okay, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go into the psychology of this fourth Derek. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try to psychoanalyze what was going on there, um, and this person's identity needs to be protected. So, three Derek's came to my door. I said, that is an issue. (laughs) That is an important issue, and we need to figure out what we're going to do about that. Mm -hmm. So, what I said was I said, all right. We're going to have a revisiting of the roommate contract, which we've mentioned before on this podcast. The roommate contract is what you outline with your group of Derricks or Janes uh, before they start their school year. There is a section of the roommate contract that leaves room to identify personal sexual time and the appropriate times to do it in. What, what, what did their roommate contract say initially? They didn't address it. This is important. They didn't address it because they didn't think they needed to. Lots of roommates think they can just skip over that portion um and you can't you have to leave no stone unturned anyway so what I did I said I said okay we got to revisit your roommate contract just I'm gonna tell the fourth Derek that I am calling a meeting of all of you and we're gonna review your contract so what I want to say about three of these goodest Derek's is that they were scared shitless (laughs) They were so scared. What were they worried about? That he was just going to come like, and like... Well, because it's like... Excuse me. I like... I enjoy doing this thing. And maybe I need you there. Exactly. That's exactly oh, what no! they were afraid of. That's, they were afraid, like, what if he says, oh, I know you're there. Oh, God. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it was... That's it was, fair. That's fair. And so I did not say, did you address this with the other Derek? We had a meeting. 
So all the Dereks come in. The goodest Dereks are looking at me, terrified. Their eyes were as big as saucers. I'm sitting, they're sitting on a bunch of beanbags, and I'm sitting on my couch in my room. And I said, all right, let's revisit this roommate contract. And I said, okay, let's just start talking about some things. How's it going? You know, trying to make it real casual, trying to ease into it. Okay. Um, how are we handling dishes? Dishes <laughs> okay, are great. Wait a minute. <laughs> D- dishes to to personal sexual time yeah. is quite the leap. Well, we had to start somewhere, Martin, and that's where I started. I said, "How are the dishes going? Everyone keeping their laundry on point? Awesome, awesome. When you guys go to bed, how are things? Oh, just last thing before you go to bed, do you see, wait, like touch yourself? Right. <laughs> Let's talk about touching ourselves. I said, here's what I said, and this is pretty much verbatim, and I think the, the three goodest Dereks, if they hear this podcast, I hope you feel like this is a cathartic experience, hearing that not only I remember it, but that it was just as big a deal for me, too. We're sitting there, and I said, hey, guys, um, when is it appropriate to masturbate? Do we have any ideas? Just open I, forums. Just throw, open forums. Throw, throw exactly. some ideas out exactly. about when it's appropriate. I said, I said... Just taking any uh, any opinions. This is just a free forum of uh, when should you touch yourself. The one of the three goodest Derek's hand shot in the air, and I said, "Oh, oh, you, Derek, t- do tell." And he said, um, "I think that you should be alone." And I said, "Yes, Derek." Great point. Great Excellent point. point. Because the emphasis on that time is that it's just you and you, you know? And I was like, so so what about when you're all sleeping? Like, what if when you all go to bed at night, is that okay? Another goodest Derek shot up his hand and said, no, it's not. It is not okay. Because what was happening was the fourth Derek was engaging in this activity as soon as the last person got into bed. <laughs> Like not even waiting to like wake up to the morning. Like, oh, is anybody awake? No, 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 no. Like, and hey, so I'll go to the bathroom. I was like, awesome, guys, awesome. When can you? And I was like, when are you finding time to masturbate? Anyone want to share? When is the time? And another good hysteric shot of his hand. It was a team effort. I was going to say it's very well coordinated. It was a team effort. And he goes, ooh, ooh, um, call on me. And I said, yes. He goes, I love to do it in the shower. And I was like, why is the shower such an excellent place, Derek? And he said, because you're alone. And I was like, yes. Yes. I was like, so whenever you're really alone. really excited to talk about this. We, I, I was very encouraging of the process. Very encouraging of the process. So I was over the moon that we were getting this open forum going. You may be asking yourself, how did the fourth Derek react to this conversation? The fourth Derek was embarrassed. Because I think the fourth Derek understood that this open forum was one that was maybe discussed prior to his coming to the room to have the meeting. I also think the fourth Derek was semi-horrified that his female RA was engaging in a group discussion of appropriate masturbation policy, politeness, policy. etiquette, etiquette, is etiquette. The word. touching yourself, etiquette. Um, and I've never had three individuals be more grateful to me in my life. Like I could do. So, I mean, did it work? What was the result here? He stopped. Okay. Because I truly think, honestly, guys, if I were to gauge the situation, I truly think that it was an issue of the fourth Derek 
not having a lot of social skills and not having a lot of experience being in other people's spaces. And if you got kind of a, if you, if you're a person who has trouble with social cues, I was hoping that was what it was. Or maybe he just liked his routine. Maybe that's just, he brought it home. He brought it with him from home. Right. You know, despite the fact that there are literally, do we want to emphasize how close these bunk beds were together? Uh, I would say the rooms that we were, that we slept four people in um, were maybe eight, ten feet across. You got to get two yep. beds per side in there. Yep. Just stacked on top of each other. And as soon as, like, I'm just imagining one of the Derricks. Oh, did it creak? Made some noises. <laughs> um, so I hope you learned something here. Two things. One, when you should engage in personal sexual time. If, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, when are they going to talk about personal sexual time and when and where to do it? The answer is all the time. That is all this podcast is actually that's about. That's actually... If you, if you read in between the lines of our previous That's episodes. really what we're all talking about all the time. Yeah. No, what we're trying to say is sometimes the moral of this story for me is conflict resolution is not a... There's not a catch-all set of rules for conflict resolution. Sometimes you should address it with your roommate. And, and sometimes you should shame your roommate into realizing what the issue is. <laughs> that's the second lesson I think we really got here. No, it hurts because it's true. It hurts because it's true, folks. Sometimes you need to shame a person a little bit for them to get the point. And it was, was it passive aggressive? Yeah, it was. Because when it comes to personal sexual time, it's never good if it's aggressive. <laughs> it's never good if your personal sexual time is aggressive. <laughs> just in all ways. And I just think, you know, um, uh, what I what was also great about that situation is that I felt like there was nothing I was not mature enough to handle after that because I felt like I like put on my big girl pants sure. and was like, I'm going to talk to this group of 18 year old boys about when and where they touch themselves. Fair. I mean, again, not, there wasn't a book for that one. There wasn't a book for that one and was not part of our RA training. No. I think that's important to bring up. No. Always learning. Always uh, flying by the seam yeah. of our pants here. Truly. And I, I was not prepared for that. But I felt like if I can take a curveball like that and help these scared, hashtag scared Derricks, goodest, scaredest Derricks, if I can help them through that situation, then, you know, I, I it was a confidence booster for me to think nothing can be as difficult as, as that difficult was. difficult and uncomfortable as this. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, though. Well, if you have a problem, if you have any more questions about when you should and shouldn't touch yourself, you can always email <laughs> us at campuscounselorspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's campuscounselorspodcast at gmail.com. We actually got an email this week. We got several emails this week, and uh, one of which is the inspiration for our post-grad problem of the week. Yep. I believe there's an email to be read out loud. I'm going to stall. You while are so good Carly to me. Opens her phone I was to, so I was to read this email. Honestly, and, oh, guys, look, there it is. I was still reeling from having told that story because it's such a it's such a journey to tell that story again because I go back to that place. I go back to those wide-eyed Derek's saying, "Please, please help please us." Stop our roommate from masturbating. <laughs> Please tell him to stop while what we're a, right What a problem. There. What a problem indeed. This Much is why. Much like this one. Yes. Much like this one, which, spoiler alert, is a little less profane. And by a little less, we mean a lot less because we're talking about HGTV. Well, I'm going to get angry, so it might get more profane. Okay. All right. <clears throat> this email is from two of our dearest friends, um, but it is phrased so professionally and it cracks me up. Okay. 
We love you guys. Um, it says, hi, Carly and Marty. Between the two of us, meaning the two of them who are emailing us, we have 11 years of higher education and countless hours of education from HGTV. Unfortunately, none of those experiences prepared us to know how to buy a house. We're grateful to have found an incredible realtor who has walked us through all the necessary steps, but we can't be the only post-grads who have experienced this utter lack of knowledge and emotional preparedness. Campus counselors, any advice for navigating the home buying process? So this is a good one. Uh, I think it, it speaks really well to the idea of us being the campus counselors because this is a problem that uh, Carly and I are also dealing with that are also unequipped to deal with it yet are being put in a position of authority to yep. try and help you through it as yeah. well. So what we weren't prepared for when we asked for people to email us postgrad problems is to be continuously stumped by the questions people ask us. But it's humbling. It's good. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're working through this together. Right. Uh, and, and we're going to try to find a solution. The reason I said earlier... Uh, about getting angry is that I, I, I too have no fucking idea mm-hmm. like uh, the I guess the c- proper channels to go through here um realtors are a good place to start yep um as far as finding a place that's something I've learned uh because yep. there, there's several facets of the process you need to be aware of um right. getting a loan a yep. mortgage mortgage yes mortgage. So spelled weird. I don't know if you all have seen the commercials for Rocket Mortgage, but it's something that Marty and I. So when Marty first saw those commercials, he was like, uh, they're just uh, they're marketing that towards millennials who don't know anything about the home buying process. Well, what pisses me off about the Rocket Mortgage commercials is like, yo, dog, the reason I'm not like there's all this research. I'm like, oh, millennials aren't buying homes. It's like, yeah, because people can't really afford houses. Like right. it's not the, the same thing. Realness. That, that, like that industry is very different than it was, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Tell it. Um, And people and like the market research people like why aren't millennials buying houses oh it's because there's not an app to do it if only we had an app to right. buy houses they'd be buying houses like crazy and so we're laughing at it we're like oh what a marketing ploy and like lately we've been watching it and we're like do we want to do we want to do we want to sign up for rocket mortgage that seems really simple it seems, it seems really seems easy some it, of the problems it really is exactly what i was looking for and so that's hilarious but what i really want to pick apart about this email is is the realness of saying hgtv did not prepare me what has HGTV taught us about the home buying process? It has taught me that you can get a home in 22 minutes. <laughs> Plus commercials. Absolutely. It has taught me that people cannot look past a paint color. It has taught me that your marital problems will come to the surface. Maybe they are going to manifest on national television and nobody really wants to see that. So so maybe we take leave that at home. We Marty and I have talked before about wanting a where are they now for house hunting couples because it your how your marriage is going is real obvious real quick if you go on house hunters <laughs> honestly if you want to walk through a mock house hunters with your significant other to just kind of gauge where your relationship's at that might not be a bad idea and house hunters is like you know a, a scam i think is the right word they actually know what house they've like they've bought the house on the show before you like reveal like oh which one are they gonna get like that's the that's the big secret sorry if I'm ruining it and, well, and I was just gonna right say now. I was hoping I I knew we had to address that but I was hoping that we wouldn't because it's heartbreaking to me that it's all a lie yeah so they buy they buy the house and they pick two other crappy houses they know they're not gonna get and then they they create a show around it right and then I think okay well what else is scripted do they make the man say every single time well I want a space for me <laughs> they're usually not that angry about it. <laughs> True. There, it's usually the husband asserting that, and the wife just going, oh, 
So we haven't really solved any problems yet. We haven't. So yeah, let's focus on that. Um, any advice for the home buying process? Since Marty and I have not done this yet, but are considering doing this, it is the blind leading the blind 110%. Um, but based on what I've seen from HGTV, I know that I do not want to do any renovations. And I think that's important to be on the same page on before you look at houses. I think that's a big piece of it, just period. Be on the yeah. same page as the person you plan to buy a house with. If you're buying a house by yourself, that's a pretty easy step. Oh, yeah. If you're skip buying a house. Skip to step two. I skip to step two. If you're buying a house alone, like, good on you. Guess who gets to pick the countertops? Just you. you. Just you. you. Um, but Marty and I are certainly on the same page, I, I think, with... Design-wise and d- some of the things that we'd like sure. to see and, and spaces and this and that. Yes. Here's what I'd recommend. To avoid the problems that we see on House Hunters, I would recommend taking Yabu to Ikea and walk around Ikea and point at the stuff that you like and try to narrow down your style before it, you look at a home. And if you disagree, at least talk through why you disagree. Right. Much better to have piece. a fight in Ikea... Because everybody a fight. has a fight in Ikea. Everyone who doesn't so have a fight in Ikea. That. True, such truth. Um, but I think a lot of the times people get hung up on either what furniture is already in the house or like the outside of the house or the design inside the house. And I think if you already know what each other likes and what you can work with ahead of time, mm-hmm. that's really helpful. Knowing what you want ahead of time, I think is huge. Yeah. Um, and also being honest with each other about non-negotiables. So, for example, I'm trying to think of a non-negotiable I have. Oh, I need a mature tree in my yard. This makes me sound a little crazy. But if, if y'all feel me on this, comment somewhere to us about it. Just shout I, out loud. Just, just be like, yas. Right yas. Just wherever like, you are. Yeah, wherever you are. Loud and just proud. find some way to say yas if you feel me. I'll, I'll hear it. I hear them. I hear them loud and clear. Um, what I'm saying is I get really freaked out by developments that have a bunch of shrubs but no mature trees because that makes me feel like you mowed down something that was already there and just like plopped houses on it. And it makes me feel very like Stepford Wives-y when I go to those places. And see, I'm okay with that. Right. Like, I'd be okay with, with zero mature trees, but I know that's important to Carly, and so it's something that we have to consider when, when looking for a Absolutely. place to, to live. A- and well, Marty's prepared for me to walk into a, well, actually just walk out front of a house and say, no mature trees, let's turn it around. Um, and he'll a, be... That's a conversation we've had. Right. What's that's a non-negotiable a for you, Marty? Um, and a, a room where I can... I need a wall. I need one wall yep. in the house where I can put the big TV and all the game stuff. He does. That's my only non-negotiable is just a nice wall that I could put a chair in front of. Literally, guys, every time we watch HGTV, Marty was like, eh, doesn't have a wall. Like, no if, there's nice a, if there's a fireplace on a wall that has the plugs in it, Marty's like, uh, oh, no, 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 nothing no. Nothing gets me more heated <laughs> and upset than a perfectly good wall ruined. And then and then the, one of the partners will casually um, gesture on t- onto the um, top of the fireplace and say, oh, we can put the TV right here. No. And Marty goes, no. no. That's how our TVs go. No. That's um, not where they go. They go eye level when you're sitting. Right. Don't be crazy. Don't be a crazy person. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that I would say is that this is something that I've had to deal with as far as, as the home buying process and trying to get more comfortable with it is the idea that, you know, I grew up in the same house. Yep. Uh, I, I was born and raised in the same house. My parents mm-hmm. still have that house. Mm-hmm. I need to get over the idea that, uh, this one house you're going to buy is the only house you're going to buy. People buy and sell houses all the time. Right. Even if they've only been there for a few years. Right. Obviously it's a little bit more difficult to do than just moving from lease to lease if mm-hmm. you're renting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're putting equity into that home, right? You're, right. You're, you've bought that home. That home is yours. Right. You're paying for it. When you sell it, you're going to get that money back. Mm-hmm. You know, market tendencies aside. Right. Um, maybe you can break even. Maybe you can make a little profit off of it. I think it's important to know that if the house isn't absolutely perfect or if after a few years, like, ah, I, I kind of want this. I kind of want that. 
that's okay. Yes. And that's, I think what you're speaking to, Marty, is going to be a theme in a lot of our post-grad problems. Is like, how do we deal with the fact that how our parents ran their lives is so drastically different than the world that we live in and how we have to run our lives. Right. Like that's some realness right there. Like what um, our dear friends are speaking to is the fact that the housing market isn't what it was when our parents were buying houses. And yeah, I mean, I grew up in the same house my whole life. My parents moved around a little bit, but they stayed in the same area. Like Marty and I are out here yeah, looking we're in, around. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're in, we're in Florida. We are we in Florida. Florida. We moved in Florida. Every day stuff. Every day we wake up, we're like, where? What? And so my first thought was like, oh God, do I want to buy a house in Florida? But yeah. at the same time, like that doesn't mean I'm tethered here forever. Exactly. And so I guess my if, if I had to round it out to like a main piece of advice for our dear friends, I would say... Um, um, knowing them personally, I, they already probably have all their ducks in a row as far as what they want. But what I would encourage them is just try to take the pressure off yourself to find the perfect home because we don't live in a world where you're going to have your forever home the first shot. And so anybody who's on the housing market, anyone who's looking at it, just know that it's okay if it's not the perfect house right away. And um, what's meant to be will happen. And um, that's my advice. That. It's probably not comforting at all. Marty's smiling at me. I mean, it's it's cute. It's, oh gosh. It's sentimental. I mean, no. I mean, I think that it, it again. It is important to kind of try and realize that it doesn't have to be um, the absolute perfect thing. Which, of course, like yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on. Well, like obviously we're spending all this time and money and energy f- looking for this house. Yeah. Um, buying this house, but it doesn't have like two things on my list. It's like, well, should I keep looking? Should I not? Right. A, you can if you own the property, you can change it. Yep. Um, which I know does take again time and money. Right. But something to consider, mm-hmm. um, especially if you do plan to be in that place for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, location, location, location. Even if the house isn't, uh, <laughs> if it's in a good location, but it doesn't have exactly the stuff you want, maybe that's also something to consider. This is a segment of the podcast where Marty and I are now just repeating tropes that we've things heard. Things that we've heard. Things that we've heard. Sell, sell, sell. This, this is buy, actually, buy, buy. This is very close buyers to market, our sellers stop market. It. <laughs> Location, location, location. This is very similar to our our, our anxiety when it was a problem we didn't know how to deal with. (laughs) That's true. This is repeating things we'd heard before. Oh, God. So we are, uh, the real answer is that we're completely unequipped to help you. And when I'm unequipped to help someone, I go for real cute advice. Real, real cute. It's just going to work out. It's just going to work out. real estate fairy is going to show up and be like, here's your home. Enjoy. So my two cents. There's a Keebler elf in the tree. He's going to bring you cookies every morning. (laughs) Well, and here's, here, uh, now we've cracked another code right here, right now. Now we know that if I, if you ask me for advice in my personal life and I give you advice and I tell you like a a proverb like you know I'm stressing <laughs> and and if and if you talk to Marty and he just starts throwing keywords at you um that's how you know that he has no idea what to tell you so but we're we're all in this together Okay we'll Marty you, also will give you a trope We'll, we'll let you know <laughs> we'll let you know when we also figure out how to buy a house we will shoot you a text we'll have a whole episode about house uh campus counselors house hunting hunting and if you know any good realtors in the uh greater orlando area we could call it moving off campus campus counselors moving off campus edition Okay. 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 That's, that's precious. For a, that's for another time. Though. All right. It is for another time. Um, that we're, scared we're, me. The idea that we would be like buying a home. So that's where we're at with this. Yeah, whole that's thing. really reassuring to the people that just asked us for advice. About no, y'all are gonna home. be fine. You guys are gonna be fine. Um, because good things happen to good people. Oh my god! There you go again. <laughs> All right. 
what let's let's try to answer another question let's try to answer questions that maybe um yes. maybe we can help out with here okay uh, this is uh the segment known as are they bay are they bay and we have yet to get any questions into the campus counselors podcast yeah. gmail address so we're once again uh going to the well of yahoo answers the yep. wow what a doozy this week um, and the one I chose, I'm going to go first. Um, okay. And the reason why is because I figured that this this particular podcast has already gone down the inappropriate drain as far as <laughs> just I, I just, you know, we're going to throw it all out there right now um, with this um, question. Marty, I would like you to answer the truest question, which is, are they bay based off of this okay, question okay. that is posed? It Hit. is not a long question. It is a short question. There is an important spelling mistake. Hit me. <clears throat> My new girlfriend told me condoms are for losers. Should I be afraid? For is spelled F-O-R-E. Yes, you should be afraid. Are they bay? No. <laughs> No. What an odd question to post to Yahoo Answers. I would be, before I get into it, I'd love to hear what the what the people of Yahoo had to say. It is, because you know what, guys? With that question... Let's, wait, no. Before they get into it, condoms are not for losers. Yes. Do not be crazy. That's right. Go, if you Let them know, Martin Hess. Let them know. had a condom club that yep. you could join, and they would just give you free condoms, because they don't want that. They don't need all the... The potential disease and unwanted yep. pregnancy abound yep. on campus. Yep. Condoms yep. are not for losers. Thank you. Yes. And what, but honestly, your answer to the question, are they bay? No. Should you be afraid? Yes. Is really the only acceptable response. So the, is that not what ya- the Yahoo Answers folks had to say? Yeah. So the first se- person said, if you get. If you get her preggers, my favorite part of that is if. I think that's just darling. Oh, if you get her pregnant. No, no, you're gonna. You're gonna if she is not protected and you are not protected. Condoms are not for losers. Condoms are not for losers. My new website, condomsarenotforlosers.com. If you get her pregnant, you would be the loser. Buy maintenance payments for 18 years. First glad, of all, I'm glad they're more concerned about the, the, the alimony than yeah, the, alimony. the human life at it's, stake It's here. like, nah, dude, you'd be the loser because uh, you'd have to pay that alimony. It's like, or, or the fact that she is saying that condoms are not only not what she wants to use, but they're for losers. Judging people for being responsible is the real problem there. But no, let's focus on the payments. Um Someone else said this is this is some Dr. Phil, some Jerry Springer, some Maury level ish. <clears throat> Sounds like she's already pregnant and wants someone else to blame. Wow. Whoa. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. No, um, I just think that unfortunately this woman has let um would it be society get to her? What would possibly tell someone that condoms are for losers? What messaging would possibly tell you that condoms are for losers? She clearly did not uh, have a condom club on her campus. Honestly, yeah. So thank you wherever we went to school. I almost Bet said you can't it. figure it out. <laughs> Bet you can't figure it out. Bet you're all stumped. Um, uh, this is why condom clubs are essential. Um Sex education is is serious business. Sex education is serious business. As we learned earlier. We did. All sorts of sex education. All sorts of types of sex education. And I want to say, just quick little little plug over here. Um, You 
sex education does not mean you have to have it. Just means you need to be informed about it. All right? And condoms are part of that. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All Next right. question. From Yahoo Answers. Anonymous asks, I give a girl money sometimes randomly because I like her. <laughs> Do you think that's dumb? <laughs> yeah. I do. Don't do that. Don't do that. Here's the thing. Um, I think that, ooh, this is hard. Because what, what concerns me about that statement especially is because I like her. Does she like you, bro? Does she like you? It, it, is un, it is unclear. And the original poster has not responded to any of the answers here. Okay. Well, I'm seeing some long responses. So there are some long responses and there are some short ones. My response to that would be, in general, relationship or not, don't just give people money. Like, don't just don't do that ever. Don't enter in that kind of relationship with anyone, whether it be a friend or a family member. Don't just start giving people money um, unless you know them really well and they have proven themselves and the affection is mutual. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty buttoned up. That was good. Yeah, thanks. That was good. Thanks, honey. Um, people on Yahoo are asking why... <laughs> people why, on Yahoo. On, on, on the Yahoos. <laughs> uh, why not buy her a gift with the money or something instead? Good question. Does this girl know you? <laughs> a, a lot of people are saying yes, very dumb. So dumb. Yeah. It's your money, your decision, which is technically true. Uh, actually, that's true. That sounds like, okay, honestly, if we were to break down RRA styles, my response would be absolutely don't do that. And Marty would probably say to a resident, it's your money, your choice. <laughs> honestly. Uh, this and this final response has 37 thumbs up. Aw, the kid learned about prostitution. Carly's just her jaw is on the floor. Okay, is that the same commenter that said she's probably already pregnant? Maybe. Is that is there some just like lurker in the Yahoo answers He's just trying going to start around trying to, yeah, yeah, just trying to stir fights. it up, trying to stir it up. Yeah, don't randomly just give people money in in, in because you like them. Uh, in yeah. hopes that they will start dating you. Maybe just start a conversation, take them out on a well, date. The gift idea wasn't even half bad. That's still a little weird. I, this is going to this is going a whole different direction, but I really want to talk about it. Um I made a mistake when I was teaching class the other day uh -oh. <laughs> in talking about money with my students. Um, this is a different direction, but along the same lines. So one of my students looked at um, a bunch of options for topics to write about for a class where she had to write about an argument. And she said, oh, this argument is really good. It asks, is cheating getting worse? And she thought they meant like relationship cheating, and really it's like an educational question. And she was she was like, "Oh yes, it is." And she had like this whole argument about. I was like, "Still do it if you want to write about yeah, write cheating." That paper. Whatever. Anyway, long story long, I was I was talking to her, and I was saying, um, she said cheating's getting worse because of all these apps now. And I was like, "Girl, if I was on the dating scene, I would do a paid app all day because I'd want to know he has a job and he's got money." <laughs> because. <laughs> because I sometimes because uh, my class is so like I try to have like a really open forum type of environment not quite to the level of the open forum with the four Derricks I was mentioning earlier but open forum enough where it's relaxed and students feel comfortable but then I sounded like the bougiest person ever all that to say how money factors into relationships you should never get into a relationship where finances and funding the other person is a significant part or a foundation of your relationship that being said what I was trying to articulate to the student but what I maybe didn't get across is that it is important that the person that you're with has direction 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On the flip side, though, if you got a sugar daddy, go for it. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, that sounds like a sweet setup. Do you want a sugar daddy, Mark? No. No, I, th- I, I like our setup. Honey. Thanks, boo. Thanks, boo. But like, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying not to to shame anybody yeah. who does who's living that sugar daddy life. Go get yours. Fair. If it's or really, sugar mama, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not trying to. I think we're talking about all the same thing, which is you want your if you have if you're in a money transactional relationship with someone, whether it's prostitution, whether it's a sugar daddy relationship, you need to make sure that it's mutual. Yes. And that there's an understanding. Yes. 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 We got there. We Woo-hoo! got there. It took a second and it sounded bad initially, but we got there. We did. I don't think it sounded bad for even a moment, Martin Hess. We're spitting the realest truths trying into to. this. That's mic. what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do here on this campus. This campus of your life. <laughs> Here we are. Yes. Um, anyways, what what we're trying to say is is exactly that. That as long as the money transfer is understood and there are boundaries to it, that's important. This sounds like an unboundary relationship. This definitely sounds like, uh, yo, girl, you're cute. You want $20? Like, which, <laughs> again, not the best way to, to, to form a strong relationship with someone. Exactly. I think that's, honestly, though, I would prefer that to catcalling. Like, if, hey, if someone came you're up real to cute. me, here's a 20, here's 15. I would maybe take it. Don't do that. I won't. Oh, oh I'm not like in a weird way. Is there a non weird way? <laughs> you're right. That's exactly the unboundaried money giving relationship that we were talking See, about. Bad example. Bad example. Good example is yeah. a uh, sugar daddy or sugar mama situation where it's, 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 an, it's understood. The we're going in circles. Example. We're going in circles. We are trying to somewhat backpedal, but I have no regrets about what was said here today. No. Personally. No. Um, but that is going to do it here for the show. Yep. Uh, before we get going, of course, we have to do Doggo of the Week. Doggo of the Week. Now, folks, Doggo of the Week this week was an extremely intense. Um, As it always is. At, by the tooth. How do you talk about races being close? By the paw. By the hair of their whiskers. That's okay. That's good. That's a good one. By the skin by the skin of their teeth. That's also good. That also works. By the wag of their tail. The wag of their tail. It was close. There are two dogs named Red and Blue that one of our dearest friends has. Um they are rescues from a hoarding situation. Fun fact Two about them. Shih Two little Shih Tzus. Um somebody kinda lost it a little bit and had like fifty Shih Tzus and my dear friend got two of them. Um she's really family, but so are red and blue now. Um red and blue are part of the fam and they are wonderful dogs. I have been supportive of Red and his um post-traumatic stress disorder ever since he came into <laughs> Hannah's life. Um, and then I really love Blue as well, who has no teeth. But I love you, Blue. That being Blue. said, you're my boy, Blue, 100%. That being said, the winner of Doggo of the Week is going to be Gatsby. Gatsby James Hess. Uh, oh. This week, he took a nap. And while he was napping, his little paws uh, started moving back and forth as if he was running in a dream. Yep. And that really got to me. And we thought about how brave Red and Blue had been getting out of that hoarding situation and readjusting to a new life and still having love to give humans after such a devastating life's journey. And then Gatsby moved his paws a little bit when he was dreaming. And it really just and we thought right there. We thought, uh, okay, well. So congratulations, Gatsby. Congratulations, Gatsby, on your achievement for the third week in a row. 
we always we always try to be fair, folks. We do. We really do. It, it's, uh, it's we try always, to be fair and balanced. Close competition. If you want to submit your doggo for Dog of the Week, you can email us at campuscounselorspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you have any other thoughts, questions, comments, mm-hmm. concerns, mm-hmm. if you want us to talk about a post-grad problem, if you have a relationship mm-hmm. question yep. for us, hypothetical or otherwise, if you just want to copy and paste something from Yahoo Answers, we won't judge. We won't judge at all. If you find like a rich Yahoo question, that you want us to get to the nitty gritty on. And what I want you to take away from this episode is that Marty and I are nothing but fair and honest when we're giving you <laughs> when we're giving you our opinion on something. Um, we are going to tell it to you like we feel it in the moment. Um, whether that be a story that I still can't believe I told on a publishable podcast about my best RA story and, and what we went through there, whether it be about how Marty thinks that a sugar daddy relationship is not only a good setup, but one that he wishes more people had maybe, (laughs) I don't know. No, no, no. I'm just saying if you're in one, go get it. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for listening. And as always, uh, the world is your campus. We are your counselors. The advice we give is unqualified. We are uncertified. We are not at all trained to help you in this manner. Nor are we compensated. Not at all. But we're always here for you. We're here for you to the end of the line, folks.